Hey folks, we'd like to welcome you to uh, CrossFit RX podcast, Hold the Standard. We'd like to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, all like nine of y'all. And we hope that by the end of this podcast, we can at least double that number um, going forward. So we want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Vita Coco, right? She yeah. came through, dropped off up. hella yeah, packages yeah. of Vita Coco, um, I mean, including sure some really weird coffee Vita Coco, which is, yeah, Nico was excited about it. So, shout out to her, and uh, so we got the crew in here, Big yeah. Sam on the left. Here I am. Nico. Vendor. To the Maxwell. To the Maxwell. Kelly hey. Levins. Hey. Hey. Uh, no, <laughs> Zach. Hey. You're not rolling your feet out. I'm not. I'm yeah. not rolling my feet up, and I need to. I've just been, sta- I've just been staring at uh, Zach's crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. And it's very Perfect distracting. So before this, before we get this thing going, I want to just say that Nico has on really <laughs> tight Under Armour-like shorts, Nike and he has pros. the Nike Pros, and he has the compacts on his quads, and they are jumping, jumping jump. His quads are twerking, twerking, and it's making the box that we're sitting on shake. So. You feel uncomfortable? It's, uh-huh. it's, I feel uncomfortable. I, it's it's a lot, so but I'm going to put my hand on his leg just so everybody knows that I accept shaking. who Nico is. Yeah. He accepts you hear Aaron's right. voice shaking. Yeah, you can. It's a box. Little He's bounce. Really. Little bounce. Little bounce. Um, so. So, thank you, Aaron. Word. Um, and uh, I'd like to thank you again, everybody, for listening. Uh, today, I think our first topic for today's podcast, Hold the Standard, is going to be um, the importance of losing during CrossFit or losing during CrossFit competitions or just losing, period. What's the, what's the art of losing? What's the importance of losing? Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, okay. I, uh, yeah. yeah, losing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So there's so, that. Yeah. Next topic. Good topic. Next good topic. topic. Good, good, good discussion there. Thanks for your input, Kelly. Um, <laughs> thank you all. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at our topics today, and the next one is is a really interesting uh, topic for me. It's something that's come into uh, it's something that's come into the social media here lately, and we're going to touch on it about. Uh, why friends shouldn't let friends be skinny fat, <laughs> a.k.a. the dad bod. The dad bod. All right, that is the worst thing out there right now. Why don't you, why don't you, go, why don't you define skinny fat for us, Sam? Skinny we'll fat? For all, for all our listeners. It's like, okay, skinny fat is where you have runner's legs, runner arms, but a beer belly. All right. You know, you have a runner's body but floating around with a beer belly. And... Um, Skinny fat. Essentially, on a woman, it's like no real muscle tone. You know, like you may be smaller well, maybe by. Maybe possibly look good. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they look good with clothes on. And yeah. yeah, they look good with clothes on. And even on the scale, the scale probably says a, a what society would consider to be a nice number. A little soft yeah. to the touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little cushion. Yeah. Good yeah. Hugs. You know. Yeah. yeah. No great, great hugger. Yeah. Great. 
Great hugger. <laughs> Great hugger. Not a deep, not a deep squat. No. <laughs> Definitely not a spooner. Definitely. I wouldn't want a spoon. Not a, not a deep squat. Very nice. <laughs> Why don't you go in and uh, but, but I find spoon for all of our listeners. I read an article about carrying excess weight helps in your leverages of your lift. You know, like that's why a lot of power lifters are, are, are bigger. So that would explain uh, but not Nick Mangold's sister. Holly? Holly. Holly yeah. Mangold. Holly Mangold. Is that the She's one with the box jumps? Well, it would yeah, also... Girl, is, girl got some power. Is she, yes. she, she got something. She's got something, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she's apparently an amazing lifter, so I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, she's that, not that, that, for the record, is not skinny fat. That is not that's skinny, not skinny fat. fat. But to go back to it, the it's dad bod <laughs> is the worst thing I've seen out there on the internet, and it's just an excuse for people to be lazy. So Agreed. All, all our listeners, please do not fall into that Not category. only that, but they use Leonardo DiCaprio as like their model for dad bad. bod, and he looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, he doesn't even look good. Like, he's gross. Well, the one girl who wrote the blog thinks so. Well, yeah, but you know what's ironic about it is well, that the girl who wrote the article, Odyssey Online, it's when, like and when they interviewed college. her, they asked her, did her dad have a dad bod? And she said, actually, no, my dad's really in a CrossFit. <laughs> no way. Nice. It's, I promise. Wow. I was like, what is the irony of this? Yeah. So, yeah, folks, it's important. You know, just just don't let your friends be lazy. It's, it's important. Hold the standard. Yes, hold the standard. Hold the damn standard, all right? And continue the journey. Continue your progress. You know, you, everybody has their goals. Continue it. Yeah, know? man. And fight for it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and if the dad, if, if you want the dad bod, which oh. I don't recommend, you know. It's not <laughs> if you do want the dad bod, you better have the best damn dad bod yes. I've ever seen. Right. Because it. Well, that would be counterintuitive going into um, the best dad bod. Maybe the best dad. You're the best dad. Just the best dad. You can be the yeah. best at everything. Yeah, but, you know, that's not what we're talking the about. The dad bod is acceptable if you were a great dad. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. The best. Yeah. I don't know. Kelly has a pretty great dad bod. Yeah. It's pretty good. He, he's also a father of two, right? He is a father of two. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like those pecs. Did you see his veins in his forehead the other day? Oh, forehead. Yeah, veins. veins in there. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Ladies love the basket. Yes, they do love the basket. Yep, that was Zach. Yeah. Speaking from behind the curtains. <laughs> we'll keep that one to ourselves. All right, well, <laughs> that was exciting. Let's uh, move on to our next topic, uh, as it says on the board. Uh, the art of competition. All right, so we're going to touch on this a little bit. I think that uh, all of uh, us here have varying degrees of experience as it relates to competition. Some are, some of us are novices, some of us are, have been at the highest level as it relates to CrossFit, so I think this should be an interesting uh, discussion, depending on how it goes. So, uh, The first part to touch on would be, uh, what is a competitive training program? What does it look like? Does anybody know? Kelly, you know, you could you could relate to this question. I mean, you uh, you were on a, a team that actually went to the games years ago, and the program that you ran, things that you did to get there, and Nico, you as well. You know, you you're you're competing in the um, you know Saggle. Saggle Saggle. league there, and uh, you know, as as a program, a competitive training program. How do you go appro- How do you go about approaching when and how to to go into a competitive program or How about this? What? Why should you compete? Right. Why should you compete? All right. That's like probably that. a better second. Like well, that. first, to touch in uh, to Aaron's question on what does a competitor's program look like, it looks like A through G. 
um, you know. Six hours yes. worth of work. Yes. <laughs> Depending yeah. on the program. Um, not all of them. But uh, why should you compete? Well, I started competing because I liked it. Uh, that, that was my initial draw to it was um, I found that I've always been a very competitive person and I really thrived in that sort of atmosphere. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I found that I challenged myself more in that atmosphere. I found myself able to do things that I was not able to do within the gym and I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So why should you compete? Uh, I would say is uh, because you can find out what you're actually capable of. Um, you know, training is very different than competing. And whenever we have a group, like we had a group, uh, it must have been maybe two months ago. How long ago was that competition, Nico, Aaron, that we did? Uh, yeah, maybe two, two months ago? Maybe two months ago. So we probably had 30 people out there, close to it, uh, competing in, in, in an affiliate team competition. And the majority of them came back with some sort of story that they've, they did something that they've never done before. Mm -hmm. They strung together five toes to bar. They hit 10 consecutive kipping pull-ups. They got their first pull-up. Um, they hit a snatch PR. They hit a clean and jerk PR. Um, and you know, while not everybody kind of thrives in that environment, environment, a lot of people could really give two craps about uh, competing and going that hard. Um, uh, I would encourage you know you if you're even a little bit curious uh, to to get put yourself in that sort of environment and and you know and challenge yourself. You know, that's part of what we do every single day in here is we challenge ourselves. Uh, and it's, it's kind of rewarding going out there and seeing what you're actually capable of doing. Right. And most times, I think, like you said, people who challenge themselves during a competition wind up doing outside the realm, outside the norm, something different than they're used to, you know. Same way as in any sport, you know, whether it be... Or that, that they thought was possible. You know, you hear people about who run marathons and things like that. When they train up to a marathon, they have a certain time, but at the time of race day, they end up running a faster time because of adrenaline and, and you know, the excitement of the competition. So, Nico? I think being on a team is fun as well. I've done both team and individual competitions. And individually, it gets lonely out there when you start getting into the pain cave. And uh, it's a very different approach for me um, compared to when you're on a team and you get in that same cave and you look around and everyone else is in the same cave with you and you all kind of get through it together. Um, so that camaraderie definitely pushes you as well as the team to push through and do things that you all wouldn't normally do. So that's really fun as well. Lately I've uh, found that during team competitions I like to, uh, you know, I've challenged myself a lot in team competitions. I like to challenge my partners <laughs> on the team. And I like to, I like to kind of bow out a little early. See, see how maybe much you can do. Maybe fake an injury, or right, you know, right. I look at them and but you, you know, don't that like kind losing. of deer in headlights. He does not like, like losing. I can't. This is one of the I things about Nico, Kelly that, that people and may not know. <laughs> Kelly turns on Help in a competition. Yes. Like Kelly turns on. I mean, like like you just like, have to. I'll hit like six or seven toes to bar <laughs> <laughs> in a row. Maybe like oh, ten, ten burpees, yeah. ten tandem burpees, really fast. Oh, That's really what Kelly. That time we had that competition. Uh, at that CrossFit, that competition that, that got shut down. One, that really far the one, one that got shut down. Oh, yeah. And oh, we yeah. came back here and did the workouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we did this, we were doing this, th that workout, and it had the tandem burpees in it. Oh, and yeah. I was dying because I hadn't oh, had yeah. any food. And I was like, and Kelly was just like, go! Oh, yeah. Go! Yeah. Listen, yeah. I, I, I feel hard on some burpees. Everybody's fallen victim to Kelly's uh, competition alter ego. Yeah. Put it that way. Oh, yeah. Our first competition we competed in, I think Kelly 
really literally told me to move. If you when slow I was down, doing you something. will get slapped. Yeah, he was like, move, just go, just move. And I was like, okay. All right. And I moved, and afterwards, I, I forgot who I told, but I was like, I really respected him for telling me to move. Because most people will just let you struggle through it because yeah. they don't want you to you know, feel bad or to hurt your feelings or whatever. Kelly was like, just move, no, go. And then, and then, and then, and then there was that competition when, uh, when I pushed the partner so hard, he could no longer do thrusters, period. <laughs> First place, first place, first place, first place, first place. Oh, what? What? What, ha- what just happened? You really can't do that? What? That's not what you told me. That's not what you All right, I'll do it. Last place. Last place. <laughs> Alex, what's your uh, competition experience? Very little. Why? Actually, very little. I'm, I'm very cheap. I don't like paying for competitions. And like for focus on core strength. Oh, yeah. Core strength <laughs> is inside, inside yeah. the box. Mobility. Yeah, core strength is my, my thing. Um, yeah, really, it's it's really just the price, and I, I, I make sure to look at the, um, at all the workouts that are, are in the uh, competition, and if there's not, it, I mean, for time or handstand yeah. push-ups or running or like, yeah, I'm at sit-ups, Toes the bar. cardio, like, F- I need it, yeah. I need it. If there's a one rep max clean and jerk, I'm not going. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and I mean, I've seen competitions where you you go you go to the river and throw a pail of water over your shoulder like no I'm not paying $90 to go throw a pail of water over my shoulder like I could do that anyway. but you but throw you it fast swam. bro throw you swam and yeah, yeah if, there, if they're swimming if they're swimming yeah, then, yeah I, mean, I will definitely do so it I'm just saying it's not necessarily like yeah. CrossFit related well, though, but you've competitively yeah. swam yeah I, I, yeah I did I swam you around for 10 years um, lots of uh, lots of looking at that line at the bottom of the pool um, did it with no swim P3 that's a that's an MP3 player that you put on oh, your like, ear. Wow. Those exist. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. It, if you ever go swimming again and you start using it, you'll never go back. Yeah. I, it's I sw- music. But, yeah, it's music. It, it, it's it's um, a waterproof MP3 player. Yeah, it's a waterproof MP3 player. But instead of going into your ear, it rests on your temple. What? Yeah. It rests on your temple and like it's like surround sound in the water. So it's, what if everybody else in the pool don't want to listen to it? It's like just so I can get 90 one. bucks, 100 bucks. <laughs> can Nobody you, sh- in the pool can you shower with it? Yeah. I mean, I can yeah. swim. It, it, won't, it won't be good in the shower because it uses uh, the water around you to make the sound. It's outstanding. So yeah. Yeah. Sam, can you're you You're like swim? a dolphin. Yes. Yeah. Can you swim well? Yes. Kelly, can you swim well? Yeah. Y'all, we need to go swim. I'm not surprised. Oh, yeah, Kelly. You know who can't swim well is me. Uh, me. Uh, we, Wait, we I did can't. A, uh, I the mean, be- I actually, the best competition uh, that I, well, one of them, one of the best competitions I did was Rumble of the River. Mm. And um, we were like, well, we were very, very, very close to beating Adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And our, uh, our team, it, uh, yeah, anyhow, we had three swimmers on our team and we had one walker. <laughs> and <laughs> literally, <laughs> walk, I've never cussed so much in my entire life. Like doing backstroke just so I could cuss at him. <laughs> was that was that uh, 2012? 2012. Yeah, because that's when I did. I yeah. was I was on uh, RX B walking. I was on RX. And you could have just floated faster. Scott. You, float. you literally could have floated faster. And yeah. and we only lost by a couple steps because you had to get out of the river and then and then run. sprint. Yeah. And it was literally like a couple of steps that adrenaline beat us by on that last workout. And uh, wow. Oh. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> but wasn't it? So, well, <laughs> well, 
Was it <laughs> back? Wasn't it a run and then you had to swim run up a hill though? Yeah, it was like a. Yeah, this it was like, like a really, really steep bridge, hill. Get in the water, like wade, swim, and then yeah. sprint. It was the equivalent yeah. of like an 800 meter run, 800 meter swim, 800 meter run, and maybe a 30, 40 meter hill. So how do you know what kind of competition to enter? How do you know which one? Like when you look at a competition. Well, if you're Alex, you, you look at the workouts and you pick one right. that you're good at. Yeah, I think. Or you look at the cost first. Well, yeah, okay, cost, yeah, yeah. cost is good, but yeah, definitely looking at the workouts, making sure you know that the weights are in your wheelhouse, the movements in your wheelhouse, or if just fitness is in your wheelhouse and you're yeah. good to go. If fitness is what in is your wheelhouse, wheelhouse? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't ever really I don't decide really. one based on the workouts. I mean. It's, it's really difficult now to please everybody with CrossFit competitions. I yeah. mean, there's no way. I mean, if you got a team put together, you, you're balanced. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you've got a team full of good athletes and people that you, you know, so, are, are comfortable competing with, then any competition is going to be fine. You know, to speak of uh, the CrossFit competitions, you know, I, might, I want to dial this question back a little bit and think about, like, competing during class. You know, we touched about, we touched on this, um, uh, I think, last week or the week before on making the workout yours during a class. Competing against yourself. Yes, competing against yourself. Is there a point in time that you would ever recommend competing against somebody else in class? I know your ego is going to come into play, and there's going to be those times where you are competing against somebody else in your class. When's the proper time, and who should you compete with during that time? If you look around the room, and somebody's beating you in that particular workout. <laughs> Go faster. You are competing against that person. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Or it's if when it starts and there's deadlifts and burpee box jumps in the workout and we say unbroken challenge, <laughs> then you are competing against yeah. everybody. Else. And if you lose, yes. the other people cheated. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty clear. That's, that's pretty clear. easy. Yeah, that's, that's it's like, clear. Like that's when clear. Kelly told me I false started on that run. Outside? I false started too. So. <laughs> I did. And then, so I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I, and yeah, that just happened. So, it's, so we're even. Yeah, I was like, I'll start. No real. I'll start myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to recommend competing against anybody in, yeah. in a class. I'm well, never, never going to say that you should look across and, and be like... You should still make you know, it your own. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really important to make it your own. Especially, I mean, I think Wattify is awesome, but I'm not a fan of the, the ranking feature. I'm not either. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because, you know, if you're... Can uh, you change I, it? Yeah, I, I, I don't think no, so. No, you can't. Um, I, I've, uh, talk a lot, I had, I've had a lot of athletes come up to me and be like, well, you know, I'm always at like 20s, 25th place. Like, what, what do I do? Like, I'm always past 20th place. And I'm just like, you know, get above 20th. <laughs> get above 20th. Be 15th. Try to, try to get to 18th. Take it try one step at a time. Yeah, I, I actually like that we're talking because about there's that. A, there's a lot of people in the class. You just got to tell them. There's a lot of different, you know, uh, people and um, a lot of different fitness levels. Fit, yeah, Strengths that's what I was looking for. Fitness, yeah. There's a lot of different fitness levels, and you, they just have to realize that. Wattify so, uh, Wattify, if you're great. listening, uh, turn that feature off. Every Seriously. gym, Every gym that off. I've talked to uh, who has Wattify does not like it's that discouraging. feature. Um, it, it, it is discouraging. And I had a conversation with them about it, and I asked them, I was like, you know, why? Can we turn that off? You know, I'm not... I don't like that. I mean, even... And they said that they're really trying to push the social aspect of it so people can post and comment on people's oh, workouts. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I mean, we get, you know, one yeah. like on a workout a week. You yeah. know, it's not... 
you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's Facebook for, for whoa, social. Whoa, it's, it's, the, it's what CrossFit is bred anyway. Is yeah. Ranking. Yeah. It's yeah. a whiteboard. So put all the numbers yeah. up, and if you want to put one through three, cool. Right. Yeah. That's all right. Oh, but you don't need even, you don't even need one through eighty. Paired into age groups, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to be eighty. You know, paired into age groups. That's hard. Yeah. Don't show it to me. Yeah, I, mean, I would I just know, say. I know where I am. You know, like I don't want you to, to sh- show me the numbers. Yeah. It, it, uh, we've been fortunate, and we've kind of um, told people from the very beginning that it, the, that uh, about what the whiteboard actually does stand for, and it's not. Um, don't let the whiteboard get in your head, and we haven't had in the. Six or seven months that we've had Waterfy, we haven't had one person. I haven't had one person come up to me, discouraged or even mention where they finished in the class. I have people coming in, gunning for the top spot, yeah. you know, regularly. Yeah. And that's fine. That's cool because they go harder than they would normally go. You yeah. know, every every workout's an open workout for them. Yeah. Maybe the top five, like limit it to the top five or ten, and um, then leave the rest to mystery. Yeah. But um, like Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Build it, baby. Building. That'll build a mystery. I love that now. That's Mirrorball. <laughs> oh, that's that's a timepiece for you. That's Mirrorball, yeah. There's a, there was a point in my life when yeah. Mirrorball came out. What's yeah. that festival? Uh, what is that festival? The one they just canceled. Uh, when all the, the, the hippie women go out there and they do this. Yeah, but Lilith Fair. Lilith yeah. Fair, yep, Lilith Fair, yep, 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 yep. Well, Indigo Girls, yep. Well, Okay. Yeah. Well, back. Hey, hey, by the way, Mike's neighbor is Indigo Girl. Three, girls down, three doors down from Mike, Indigo Girl. Ah. Wow, boom. Nice. Wow. She should come perform here. Yeah, so <laughs> long story short, don't, don't pay attention. Opening if ceremony. you have Wattify, don't pay attention to the rankings. Uh, my, my gym down in Auburn is a lot more into Wattify. It's almost like Facebook for kids. I think it's just Auburn. Damn those young whole, people. Kind of kids. Like, Where are you yeah, going? Let's go on Wattify and. Check. And it's, it's great because, uh, like, top five, top ten people will get, like, well, like I think there's a couple more of than five why. likes on all their stuff. There's a couple of reasons why that probably happens out there. Number yeah. one, it's, it's the leadership from the top is, is not headed that off quickly enough, so it's kind of morphing into, like you're saying, it's still very competitive. But secondly, it's probably a demographic thing, too. I mean, yeah. you got younger people. How old are you, Alex? Uh, 21. Yeah, sorry, I was thinking about what you said before. Um, wow. Yeah, and you're right, you're right, because now that I think about it, my gym down in Auburn is all Auburn students. Yeah. So that's why. Now that makes a lot of sense. Okay, we're good. Cool. So during competition, I guess, or when you're competing against yourself in a regular program, uh, you know, we're going to transition to the next topic, but uh, when you're, you're talking about certain things about how how hard you should push yourself or how, how, how much you should compete against yourself or you know you have a, a time on a certain workout and you're shooting to beat that time. Um, you know, where and how should you go in and out of your comfort zone? So um, I think... How important is going outside of your comfort zone when yes. you're training? Well, I think for me, my opinion is that <sighs> change happens outside your comfort zone. If yes. you're looking for a, a positive change or, or to get better, once you step outside that ring or step outside that comfort zone, that's when the magic happens. That's yeah. where you get better. That's why you push yourself to a max failure sometimes. Intensity. Or you push your, you know, your intensity, intensity. It is. It's an intensity level and it's a uh, max effort level. You it know? is also directly related to discomfort. Yes. Which is why a lot of people don't like to be super intense or push their limits because it is very, very uncomfortable. You know that feeling where you feel like you're about to die? Oh, yeah. That 
really that feeling where yeah. you feel like your chest is about to implode. Yeah, like after those runs we just did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do those, so you know I don't really know that feeling. Nobody got time for that. You can't see anything and go blind. Yes. Uh -huh. Or you lay down after a workout like Kelly and go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, and you don't even know that you're asleep. That actually happened recently. It did. Not, not that one, but. No, it happened after sled pulls. Sled pulls. Sled pulls. Sled pulls. Yeah. But pushing the benefit of pushing yourself to to that level outside that comfort zone, it is important. Yeah. If you're a diabetic, there is no benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Other than passing out and Other not being ever seen. Passing out and yeah. giving yourself a shot. Well. For normal in the middle people, of the workout. I, I think it's important, but not daily. You shouldn't be redlining daily. And by normal people, mm. he means non-diabetic. I don't know. I don't think Nico agrees with that. Well, Nico I, redlines every well, hour well, that he's in Nico's, the gym. It based, it's based Nico's on Nico's motto is what's pacing. Right, it is. You know? That so, is his motto. And it's my motto is so. how can we pace this? Uh, you know Nico gets, gets uh, serious when he goes. I may fart a little when I do this. Fight <laughs> <laughs> that one up. But that happened yesterday. And today, obviously. That happened during the podcast. Yeah, and today. He was really but, uh, serious about that conference. You know, <laughs> when you go into certain lifts and go into programming and things like that, there is a level of, of pushing yourself to a discomfort. Um, with, say, powerlifting, for example, there are days where you need to hit a max effort. And when I say max effort, it's not um, it's not all the way to the end to where, okay, I could have got another rep, but I don't feel like doing another rep. Yeah. Hitting that max rep, to have that, you know, that shock to your, your system, to that neuroendocrine system that makes you recover stronger, recover better. So, you know, I do, I do encourage people to push themselves outside your comfort zone and, and you'll become a better athlete once you do. Yeah, I think, you know, once you really, really, really push yourself and you realize that you did not die, that's kind of where the light bulb goes off, yeah. really, for most people, you know, if you... Because, I mean, you can all, we can all relate to, like, Fran, you know. If you, when you lifetime PR Fran, it is the worst feeling ever yes. in the world. Yeah, I mean, maybe not for Nico, because let me tell y'all, Nico yeah. did Fran, and what was your time, Nico? 2.14. 2.14. And he went down into, like, a catcher squat for, like, 12 seconds, and then he got up and he walked around the gym. <laughs> oh. Swear to God. We were like, What? Is going on God. now? We all know Nico loves thrusters, but mm. it's safe to say that might not have been his lifetime PR because so yeah. for you to get up and just walk around 15 yeah. seconds after Fran, first, now first he sat down a little bit after that. But for most of us, when you lifetime PR, you know a benchmark, it's a really, really terrible feeling. So once you get past that and you realize you're not going to die, I think everything else kind of gets a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Well, I. Uh, I think it's time for us to wrap this one up today. Say bye, Alex. <laughs> no, we're sweet. And uh, this no. week I would like to thank everybody <laughs> for listening to our <laughs> podcast. And, uh, I would like to appreciate everybody. Yes, and I still encourage everybody to, to log on to our uh, Facebook account and our Instagram and like us on, on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us there. Um, I promise we, we, to have this we, week's we thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, we're going to post five. Yes, and then, I will have uh, this week's episode we'll post out. By, by Friday, I know I will this week. So everybody's listening, and we might even throw our challenge in this week. We have to discuss that. So be be looking on Facebook for that challenge. So, um, yeah. again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening and everybody for being here today with us. Um, Kelly, Alex, Nico, Aaron, and yeah. Zach behind the board. And um, that's a wrap today. Holla.